Ik sta nog niet tijdens al ikie staan ik hier buiten my studio en um, ek luister hier in die achtergrond hoe my koffiemachine vir my koffie voorbereid en ek kyk so uit die achter my oor die grond die achter ons in die veld en ek sê nou net vir iemand vir reik op sy pad uit die, die studio uit ek sê what a beautiful evening, dit is so een mooi 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 aand en ach weet jy wat, net die hele setting is sommer vir my perfect, ek doen wat ek laaf, op een plek wat ek laaf vir koning wat ek laaf, saam met die mense wat ek laaf, ek sit in my eie studio, ek het my boetie by my, wat natuurlijk die ewe brengt in Jerome is, ek het my sinkie by my, wat ons koffiebeamte is, ek kyk my, uit my ruit uit, kyk ek na wat die buiten aangaan, in die mooie mooie natuur wat God vir ons geskep het, en achter my is die cricket, Mumbai Indians, Cape Town is bezig om te kolf tegen Sunrisers en op hierdie stadium is Mumbai Indians 154 vir 7 met 4 balle oor in die innings vir die verlies van 7 paalkies en um, ja, ek dink Sunrisers het een bykie laat glip um, Mumbai Indians was een bykie meer in die moeilijkheid geweest wat meer kan een man voor vraag op een maandagavond? What a beautiful, beautiful evening en dan natuurlijk sit ek met een ongelooflike lekker kopje koffie in my handen ek weet nie wie hem gaan hoor nie, ek gaan een slikkie vat mm. Oh, kimunati fele. Is hy smaie, mooi, mooi. En dan my berista. Natuurlijk niemand anders as my sinkie, die iewe meneer die handrui, uh, Christopher van Rensburg, wat dan baie sam met sy pa atelier te kom. My eister, wat sê my champ? Hallo papa, hoe gaan dit? Het gaan goed, sê hallo vir die luisteraars. Hallo jylle. Ja, jy kan hier weer vanavond met my. Hoe kom jy hier wees? Ek weet nie, om cricket te kyk. Is dit, hoe kom jy sam met my studio ja, te kom, om cricket te kyk? Ja, Oor nie om by jou pa te wees nie. En by my pa te oh, wees ja, om te liefies. Ek om te liefies, oh, oké. Okay. Hoor die handrui, dit is een splinter nie vir jaar, splinter nie vir begin vir jou, splinter nie vir graad vir jou. Um, sê vir my, die eerste week van school, hoe het gegaan? Baie goed. Is het lekker om terug te wees? Ja. Ja, en nie? Ja. Oké, okay, en hoe was jou vakantie? Baie lekker. Is dit, het jy lekker geris? Wat het jy alles gedoen? Ek het baie geswem, ek het baie vis gevang, en nog paar ander goeders. En een van die groot goed wat hierdie jaar gebeur het vir jou, wat uh, eindelijk uh, 9-jarige sienkie nie veronderstel is om te doen nie, is wat? Om in die diepte surf. In die diepte surf, saam met die groot surfers. Jy is nou een surferboy, ha? <laughs> ja. Jy moet net sor, seker maak jy sor, 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 surf altyd vir Jesus, nee. Yep. Oh, wel, oké. Okay. Wel die andere keer samen met ons, en dan natuurlijk niemand anders as my goeie vriend die langs my nie. Voor ek vir my goeie vriend gaan hallo sê, um, gaan ek net eers vir jou sê, as jy samen met ons vir keir vanavond, stuur vir my een WhatsApp, 0826572729. Is goeie company, is goeie muziek, is twee ongelooflike smart ouwens in die lewe samen met jou keir. Die ewe meneer Brinton Jero, my brother from another mother, how are you? Good evening, I'm super blessed in yourself. I'm, I'm good, I'm always good when I have you with me. Amen. I'm always good, except this hippie shirt of yours. I thought I'd just be like the weather. Be like the weather, what's that like? Beautiful. <laughs> if so, if you don't have someone to compliment you, you'll compliment yourself. Please. Not so? That's right. I'm training people. Oh, that's right. How, um, how was your holiday break? My holiday break was actually challenging, good, tiring, 
but most of all, bliss. There's a lot of words in one sentence. <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> There's a lot of words. You're being real. You said good, challenging, tiring, blessed. Mm. Ish, bro. All of those words in one sentence. I'm not a color for nothing. Eh? I'm mixed. Is it? Mm. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, let me explain, <laughs> my bro. Because how is it good, tiring, challenging, and blessed at the same time? If I may explain, good was about taking a break. You never take a break from ministry, but just taking a break to relax. Um, but don't you take a break from ministry? That's a that's a that's a debatable uh, debatable topic. Beca- because because God blesses the Sabbath. Amen. So He blesses rest. Jesus is my rest. Jesus went mm. to the mountain. Yes. Jesus went away from what He does daily. To go refill. Jesus went from what he does daily. And he, he usually told his, his own disciples when he went to go pray. He said, you guys stay here. I'm going to go alone. I need to go rest. Mm. He went into the desert. Yes, he, he went to go battle. But Jesus honors the Sabbath. There's blessings in the rest as well. No? Amen. Okay, anyway, continue. So, as I was saying, I was taking a bit of a break. Relaxing. Um, I had a situation with the shoulder, which is very, very challenging. Um, I was just suffering with a lot of pain and I was in a car accident. But out of all of this, a wise man said to me, Brenton, what are you learning through all of this? And, 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 and I would like sure. to thank him yes. for asking me that question because sometimes we need to keep each other accountable because I think it was in last week when we still spoke and, and you were giving us a presentation and all of that. And then something just came to me, and that's when I whispered to you, if there's no accountability, there will be no responsibility. Sure. And when you said that to me, and I'm like, wow, finally I get sharpened. The year just started, I get sharpened, and that reminded me about the goodness of God. Through the challenge, through the bad, the goodness of God and the grace of God. But with the grace of God, I realized something over the holidays. God gives the G, and the devil also gives the letter G. God gives us grace. Amen, hallelujah, I love that. He always gives us grace. However, the devil gives us grants to take grace, I mean, to take God's grace for granted. And many of us, we do that. And through everything, through everything, I've just seen the goodness of God. I've really seen the goodness of God. And that is why I ended up saying I was blessed. Because a lot of blessing came out of all of this. Even up until today, this afternoon. God is just amazing. So that's how I was being honest. All of those words is equal to one person and his name is Jesus. Yeah, how do I top that? <coughs> I, don't, I don't really top that. Yeah, I am... Um I have. So, by the way, I, I read a book over my break. Okay. And it was one of the most profound testimonies from a book reading point of view ever. Mm. Um, my wife purchased me this book last year. Well, well last year is now a, re- a weird term. My wife purchased <laughs> me the book in 2021. And then she said, on holiday, I want you to read this book. It was a gift. Okay. okay. But I never got past the first chapter. And the first chapter was actually just explaining the content of the book. 
and I never because I don't know I don't know where, but I, I couldn't get I couldn't get through the first chapter. Yeah. And then I left that book in the caravan, and we came home in 2022, and we spent the entire December. And I purchased myself one or two other books, um, of which a few of them is a personal autobiography of of, of Faf Duplessis, a cricket player of South Africa. But then my wife actually said, "Listen, it's 2022." I purchased you this book in 2021. Mm. So I want you to promise me that before you read all of your new books, I want you to finish this book. What you started, yeah. So I decided to to read the book from start again. Awesome. And what's amazing is, and this is the part where God is just so faithful and true, because if I read the book in 2021, mm. it would not have made so much sense as in 2022. Come on. Because... The chapters of the book was written for someone that went through exactly what I went through in 2022. Yeah. So if I read it in 2021, mm. it would not have made any sense. And it would, have, it, would, it, it would not have driven the point home as compared to reading it in 2022. Mm. And it's ironic because I read this book in 2022, December. I'm still not done with it. it, it, it and... It's literally as if I'm reading my life story. <laughs> but that's how faithful that our faithful God has been. And, and I had to go through the trials and tribulations of 2022 so that this book could, would make more sense in 2023. And then when I went on and I went and I read the autobiography of the, of the author and I read his journey and I read his wife and um, the, 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 the situation between him and his wife from an age point of view, it's a carbon copy of mine. I read what, what age his kids was when he wrote the book. It's exactly the age of my kids. Um, what age he was when he went through it, it's exactly the age is what I'm at this point in time. It's almost as if the book was written for me. A merry reflection. Uh, dude, Come it was on. almost like <laughs> I read the book and I'm like, dude, are you spying on me? How do you know, <laughs> how do you, how do you know this? But it's amazing how God's timing mm, is always just better than our timing. Mm. Huh? Totally. And just before I came into the studio, I posted something on Facebook. Your availability for God is where God's timing becomes perfect in that availability. Mm. And you just you just mentioned sure. something so profound and it's amazing. I love it when we sit together. Unexpected just to talk. Because mm. I believe when every time you're sitting in the studio, it reminds me of, I think it's 1 Peter 3 verse 14, 15, where it says, always be ready. Always be ready to talk about the gospel. Always be ready to defend the gospel. And I think we are a demonstration to it. Because while I'm sitting there and I'm watching you guys with uh, doing the sports, I was like, I'm back with the legends. <laughs> I'm just back with the legends. And I'm talking to your son there, and your son mentioned something to me which reminded me again, where Acts 14 verse 22, that scripture tells us there, through trials and tribulations, is the entrance to the kingdom of God. Mm. And here you're telling me about your trials and tribulation, and that, is, to me, is like the Holy Ghost is telling me, that is confirmation that he is on his way to heaven because of the trials and tribulation. Huh? I think that's powerful. Sure. I think it's really powerful because the word of God says there's always confirmation. There's always confirmation. There you said, um, is this book following you? It is book following you. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's in Philippians 3, where, where, where Paul was saying, I'm letting go of what's behind. Mm. It's not about the past. Mm. It's about what's still tormenting you moving forward. You get um, building blocks, 
and then you get stumbling blocks. The stumbling blocks is actually your emotions with the past, growing up as a small child. And when it becomes an adult, it becomes very difficult to let go of those stumbling blocks. But when we have the building blocks, who is Jesus Christ, by the way, nothing else. That reminds me, can I, can I just give you a quick testimony what happened go this morning? Go for it. Wow. Um, as you know, my, uh, uh, my car's in for repairs, and there's someone who takes me to work. But this morning, I had to take a, a driver, you know, the Uber and Bolt. And I was running late. They were coming late, they were coming late, they were coming late. I get in the car, and we're driving, and just like that, we started talking. But you know me, Dwayne. Take me anywhere. You'll I'm talk just, about the there we go. And we started talking about how can you be set free from drugs. That, you shouldn't even mention that because you just got my attention because I wanted this evening, yeah. I wanted to ask you stuff on drugs. Come on. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> wow. uh, I, I went through um, a tormenting two weeks with, with someone and drugs. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to discuss drugs with you this sure. evening and now you mentioned drugs. <laughs> Come on, Lord. This is just God. This is just God. Come on. Anyway, we can tell you guys this. This is some good news. Um, the good news is myself and my very good friend, Mr. Jen Brenton Jerome, have agreed on a monthly visit right here on Radio Pulpit. And um, I've got a passion to, um, to build this young man's ministry. And I believe that this can be a possible platform to do so. So you'll be listening to Brenton Jerome every month, every third Monday of every month. He will be on air with us, and we'll discuss various topics. Uh, we'll listen to some of the testimonies as he hits the road, um, as he ministers to the people, to the homeless, to uh, the faithless, um, to the people in the streets. Um, and we'll get feedback from him, and we'll discuss various topics every Monday right here on Filling the Gap. Okay, we're going to take a short, short break. When we come back, we're going to continue this chat. Um, I'm not totally done yet with my intro, because I'd like to find out what is his plans for 2023 from a spiritual point of view. Does he have a an Afrikaans sê ons het jy nieuwejaars voornemings okay, because I have and I'd like to share them with you um, and then I also want to give you a quote that is a very interesting quote that obviously got my attention but nevertheless we'll talk about that once we come back. This is a Riley Clements with a song called Broken Prayers mm, the very profound broken prayers after this we'll continue the chat Ah, this is so cool the last words was choose love but I want to say something I want to actually say something very, very, very profound. Choose love because love chose you mm. first. Mm, mm, mm. Huh? Mm, mm, mm. It's not about who you are. It's about you being loved. Um, <laughs> this is so profound weird because choose love because love first chose you. Brendan, I want to share a quote with you that I got over December. Please. Um, it is a simple quote. It's about grace. Hmm. You've heard this before. But uh, I, I don't know if it's, if it's struck home because it only yeah, not only December, it's struck home a few times in my life but it specifically um, hit hard this December. Hmm. Grace is freely available, yet the most expensive thing ever bought. Come on. 
Huh? It's priceless. Can you can you can you try and explain that? And it's unmerit. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, I spoke to, as you all, mostly our viewers know, that I interact with a lot of kids every day. And um, there was a question. Sir, I'm not too sure where I'm going when I die. And I said, really? And he's like, yes. And then he says something very profound. And he says, isn't it possible that I'm going to die and then just one day wake up and be somewhere? And ironically, I said, but grace has placed you somewhere. Mm. Grace has placed you to eternal life. And he kept asking me, but how am I going to get there? How do I know I'm going to get there? And we all, we all knew about Judgment Day and so on. And then I, ju I just said straight to him, if you are able to, 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 to walk heaven on earth, you'll be able to live in heaven when heaven comes. And then I said, where you're going to end up will determine where you're going to be. How you're going to live is where you're going to be. And then about grace, Dwayne, I've, I've been, yeah, my past has been something. I seriously de deserve to go to hell. I really deserved it. But it's the cross that brought me to salvation. Nobody else but the cross. And when I look at the cross, that's what I see. I see grace. And there the cross is not about where it ends. That cross is telling me where it's going to start, where it's going to begin. And grace is something we don't deserve. I'm going to say straight on air, we don't deserve it. It's unmerited. It's this way in the Bible. But because of His grace, I cannot explain it. I can only love it. That's the honest opinion. I can only love it. I can't really explain it because it's not something to be explained. Well, I just got a hiding from one of our listeners here on social media. <laughs> one of the listeners on social media said, Dwight, you interrupted Brenton when he was about to tell us the profound story about his taxi, his Uber driver this morning. What is the story behind the Uber driver this morning? Okay. Um, so we, we were running late and we were talking about technology and stuff like that. How technology is increasing and how people are going to become jobless and all of that stuff. And I said, we must not look at the negative things. We've got to take this as an opportunity and do something greater, but godly. When I said godly, and then the guy's like, what do you do? We, who are you? And then I said, well, um, I teach at Entheos, and um, I'm a youth pastor, but I do a lot of counseling. I counsel people and so on. And then just like that, he asked me, how do you get separated from drugs? And I said, brother, Jesus is the only way. Hmm. And then he's like, really? So I said, yeah. I've been in rehabs, I've been on medication, I've been on programs, I, I've been on, you name it, wore the t-shirt and I threw it away. And I told him, Jesus is the person who I met, he's the one who set me free. And then he asked me, what if you are not a Christian and you want to be set free from drugs? And I said, well, if you're not a Christian, then that means you need to receive the gospel because the gospel is the one that sets you free. You don't hammer someone with the gospel. Bible punch. Yeah, you share the gospel to someone. And then I said to him about John 14, verse 6. Jesus is the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. Mm. And then we were talking and talking, and because we were running late, I'm directing him, and we, I just kept talking about the gospel. 
about the goodness of God and how He sets me free and we must never give up. And I get to the school, I pick up my bag and boop, there's on the phone. I came inside and I'm greeting everyone in Watso and Watso. But what I do every Monday before we have devotion at Entheos, I like to read a scripture. Because every Monday when we have devotion, it's crazy. It relates to the scripture I read that morning. It's revelation to me. And I'm like, no, I can't find my phone. And, and one thing I love with NTO staff is we, we work in unity. The one is phoning my phone. The other one is seeing what they can do. And I'm also phoning my phone. And I'm like, wow, Lord, this just shows we are all working together on this. And I really got upset about it because I can't find the number for this guy. And I went outside. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to get my phone back. I'm going to leave it alone. And then the Holy Spirit convicted me right there. Did I save you to speak badly? Or did I save you because you believe in me? And that is when I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. Somewhere along the line, Lord, please let my phone be found. And we phoned. And finally the guy answered my phone. And all of that, but... I got my phone back, but the whole story behind this is things can be taken away from you or it's not there. And that's the question I got. Brenton, where's your position when you don't have what you desire? And that is when I said, my position is within you. It's within the word. My phone is missing. Um, There's a lot of things that I'm dealing with. But the matter of the story is no condition, no situation is going to move me. But the grace of God and the love of God will always position me in His Word. But it takes, I must play my part to do that. So that's, that's my testimony about it. I share the gospel. But when you share the gospel, battles and attacks will come. I mean, that what happened to me this morning. But did that battle bring me down? Or did it let me stand on God's word? And I decided to stand on God's word. And that is how I got set free. Wow. Okay. Good story. I'm so happy that the listener... Well, yeah, the listener actually <laughs> wrote, yeah. Thank you for the testimony. It shows the gospel. Don't try to change people by preaching to them. Um, absolutely love the program, Dwayne. Oh, wow. Thank Amen. you very much for that. Okay, so that's that's pretty cool. I want to I share testimony with you. Please, please. Okay? I love testimonies. Um, so, Decembers, we are, um, myself and my family, we go to Buffalo's Bay. And I've got different children at Buffalo's Bay. The, the TV God <laughs> does not exist in, in Buffalo's Bay. <laughs> and it's amazing how in Buffalo's Bay, we don't preach discipline, we don't preach respect, we don't preach honesty, but our kids are in, the, in nature. Mm. Our kids are in the original form that God created Earth without mm. the distractions. They are um, between the rocks, they are in the water, they are between the animals, and that's where I find my kids 16 hours of a day in Buffalo's Bay. Yeah. One day... My daughter, and I'm so, I can't explain to you how proud I am to share the story with you. But my daughter went and she and her friend decided that they want to do something good for people. So they took beautiful rocks that they picked up on the rocks right next to the coast. Mm. And then my daughter came into, um, into our site and she said, Dad, can I please borrow all of your cokies and all of your pens because I need pens to decorate the rocks. Mm. 
So I said, okay, so see, but you know, I got, gave her the whole lesson of I want my pens back and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. blah. <laughs> so then she explains it so beautiful. She says that before she wrote anything on a rock, yeah. she asks God, God, what, what must I write on this, on this rocks? Mm. Okay. And then she produced a series of rocks, and the idea was to walk through the caravan park and to hand them out to people. But her last rock, the Holy Spirit told her, Diane, write a rock that says, Jesus is going to heal you. <laughs> Jesus is your healing. And she says, Papa, this is a word. She says, Papa, I had all the rocks in my hand except this one. I had this one in my pocket. Mm. And I didn't know who I should give it to because this is a this is big papa. I just can't go up to someone and say, Jesus wants to heal you. Mm. And um long story short, she walked around with these rocks and then she got to this one lady and she says she felt weird. She felt goosebumps. <laughs> Obviously, it's the Holy Spirit. Oh, amen. And then she took this rock out of her pocket and she walked to this lady and she, she says she was very shy. And mm. she says, Tanya, I don't know why, but I just wanted to give you this rock. Jesus said I must give you this rock. <laughs> and she gave the Tanya the rock and then she ran away because she was shy. Yeah. Okay? Two days later, myself and my wife were sitting um, on our stoop and we were having a cup of coffee. And yeah, comes a lady and a, and a, and a guy. Yeah. And my daughter didn't tell us in detail her story. She just said that I gave these mm. people rocks. And the lady came to me and the lady says, sorry, do we know each other? I was, I was like, no, we don't. Mm. And she's like, um, did you talk to any one of my family members? I said, no, I don't know who's your family member. Yeah. I said, why? She says, because you won't believe it. Your little girl came to me and your little girl gave me a rock that says, Jesus is going to heal you. Mm. Jesus is your healing. Come on. I said, okay, um, is it profound or what's, what's behind this? She says, I am, I don't have any advice anymore. She says, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Sure. And I don't know which way to go anymore. Huh? And your daughter came to me and says, Jesus is going to heal you. Come on, <laughs> that is powerful. Oh, wow. Is that and story. that is that woman's prayer. And that is that woman's prayer. Ah. How profound is God? Doing that, that is a story about the Israelites when they were when they were walking. There was a rock that was following them all the time. When the gasset water came out, that that symbolizes Jesus. And here yeah. your daughter's been led by the Spirit of God, and I'm so sure she never read that story yet. Mm. And look, well, there. she lives in my house, so she probably oh, has. She could have, but she could have She can be reminded, but that's the thing. The Word of God is locked up in our spirit. It's locked up inside of us. Obedience comes before sacrifice. And look what happened. Okay, so, 2023. What's your plans? What's your plans? I have so many. I really have so many. But I want to, I want to share from Scripture what I want to do. Okay. It's from Matthew 28 verse 19. Go there. I mean, go therefore. And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. I am with you always, even to the end of age. For 2023, I, I want to share the gospel because I believe this is the year of freedom. This is the year of freedom. There's many of people out there who's stuck they don't know which direction to go to they don't know who to call upon although they know the name of Jesus mm. 
but they don't know when to call Jesus because to be honest with you a lot of people make Jesus a light switch on and off my passion for 2023 is I would love to train up not only the youth but everyone about the gospel but to be a demonstrator to the gospel mm. I want to share the truth I want to share the word of God it is my passion Dwayne because Jesus saved me he really set me free and I don't want people to go down I really don't want them to go down I don't want people to be confused I don't want people to be lost yes a lot of people we say Jesus is alive or amen hallelujah I want to tell the whole world Jesus is real and he's coming back so I want to demonstrate the gospel I want to train up people okay because there's freedom but I know God has even bigger plans he really does and what's the cool song we did on Sunday where the spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. freedom come on huh? you know um, Brenton um, he has a message someone asks Dwayne what's yours <laughs> uh, there we go took the word out of my mouth I, I've got a I've got a very uh, very weird one mm. it's very weird um, I this, is, this will be the second time in my life that I that I go through this phase it's, mm. it's very profoundly weird because I went through that after myself and my wife were married only one year we were married one year and then God told me to do something similar Mm. But this time around, it's a bit different. But let me explain to you. I want to be, I want to be totally real, mm. eh? um, but I want to be totally vulnerable for God. That means that I would be willing to. I must, I must think my words carefully now because this is very profound. People can use this clip against me at the later stage <laughs> which which uh, which I hope they do because I want to be held accountable to what Amen. I say now. Yeah. Um I want to be um vulnerable in the sense that a lot of times the pulpits only talk about how you forgive those that hurt you, how you forgive those that sin against you. But very little the pulpit talks about how hey, you mm. you hurt people. You sin. It's, it's amazing how we only want to use the pulpit for shame, you've been hurt. No. Shame, you've been. Uh, don't be surrounded with those people anymore. But I am not blind to the fact that in my weak flesh, mm. I've hurt people. Huh? And in my weak flesh, I, I've scarred people. Yeah. And my words have broken people's hearts. And I want to go through a year of total vulnerability mm. where in the past I would walk in a shopping center and I would see on the other side of the aisle someone walks into the aisle and I would see them but they, luckily they didn't see me yet and I want to run to another <laughs> aisle and I want to try and avoid them. I want to in 2023, I want to embrace the opportunity that God gives me to apologize to those that I've hurt. Wow, humility. I know, I know this sounds weird, but Brendan, how, how, much, how much times have you been in a, in, a, in a church service where the pastor actually talks about the one who sinned <laughs> and the one who messed up 
And so much emphasis are placed. On, Saturday, on Sunday, we, we had this most amazing service. You know about that. Yeah. We had the most amazing service. And that service touched me so deeply on how we go about those people that have hurt us. Yeah. And we should, shouldn't be surrounded by them anymore. But it also hit me very hard when, mm. when our pastor spoke about not surrounding yourself with those people that hurt you. Mm. And then I put myself for a moment in the position <laughs> of the person that hurt others. Because that... The same pastor said that people shouldn't surround themselves with me because I hurt them. So I have got a desire to be vulnerable. When I see someone in the aisle, I want to walk up to them. Mm. I want to look them in the eye and I want to say, hey, you are here for shopping. I'm not going to take a lot of your time. I just want to look at you and I want to say sorry. Sorry Mm. if I did anything wrong. Sorry, I, I love you like a brother. Come I love you like a sister. Because I think there's a lot of breaking through in freedom there as well. Yes. And I think a lot of times people forgive you, but then you are, struggle to forgive yourself for what you've done wrong. Come on. Um, so that's the one thing I want to do. The other thing that I want to do, and I want to, I want to take all the time because I know we want to chat. But the other thing that I want to do is I want to, my, my, one of my younger, younger brothers, his name is Donovan. He, yeah. He's always got this thing. He says, he makes a quote and he says, I don't want to deal with this. This is unnecessary, Edmund. Yes. I so so I, I thought to myself, how much situations have I found myself in in the past where I ended up with Edmund that wasn't in the first place actually my Edmund? It, I wasn't supposed to go there. I wasn't supposed to make it my yeah. issue. And then how much time has those situations consumed of my life? that I was supposed to spend with my loved ones or with something mm. that's more fruitful. So I want to be less involved in unnecessary admin. Amen. I want to choose the battles that involves my team. Mm. I want to avoid the battles that's not mine to fight. Come on. I want to stay in my lane, but I want to be vulnerable. Does it make sense? It makes perfect sense what you're saying there. Because um, I think it's in the book of Matthew 14, somewhere there, where Jesus says... Before you bring your offering up and you know someone has done something against you or you have something against someone, put your offering down. Go make right to that brother. Then only bring your offering up. And that's, that's, the, danger f- that's the danger that we have when it comes to offering. I think we, um, we forget you can put your offering into the basket. Not, I'm not talking about finances only. Even if you serve into the kingdom of God, right? And you do an offering. And if we read, I think it's in Proverbs 16 or 26, where it says, His words are smooth as butter, but his heart has war of words. I'm sorry, but that's telling me that's two-faced. And that's dangerous. Because if you don't make right with someone, how's God going to make right with you, especially when you are giving, when you are serving into the kingdom of God? Because frankly, I don't see you serving into the kingdom of God. You are serving into the kingdom of your own flesh. Um, Isaiah 43 verse 25, if I'm not mistaken. God has forgiven your sins and you'll not remember it. Yeah, we are, quick, we are quickly to forgive one another, but we take very long to forget. It's, it's, it's our nature. We still want to hold on to it. But like you said, I too have to do that. I also want to apologize. There's a lot of people that I've done bad to. 
But because of the gospel that I'm sharing, these we, we are all forgiving each other. It's not like I have to go to you and like, you know what, I'm sorry I did this and that. We come together and we say, I genuinely forgive you. Please forgive me also. A prideful person will never ask for forgiveness. Will always expect forgiveness. But you have an interesting question to you. Yes, sir. It's an open answer. Yeah. Okay. What if you sincerely go up to someone and ask them to forgive you and you change your ways and you repent towards that person and that person does not want to forgive you? <laughs> Can I speak of experience? Yeah, yeah. I ask for someone to please forgive me. And that person decided no. But what I've realized is God has forgiven me. That person hasn't. And I still pray for that person. And I even ask God exactly what Jesus said. Father, please forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That person who doesn't want to forgive me, it's their own thing. I can't change it. I can't force it. I can't, what's his name, pursue, persuade or anything like that. Because of love, I have to accept that. I mean, look at the Israelites. They, God loved them so so much that they even went to go worship the gods of Babylon and all of that because God loved them so much God handed them over to me that's a lesson to say God loves you so much if you decide no you want to go that way then God is going to allow you to go that way but because of his grace repent and turn to him for the kingdom of God is very much near so if that person doesn't want to forgive me I can't do anything about it. But I've done my part as a Christ-like person. I asked for forgiveness. I repented. For the Lord forgave me and he forgot. So I feel a sermon coming up in my spirit, my friend. Amen. I, I think I must quickly phone the pastor of the church and say, I've got a message. <laughs> but this is now, once again, also where wisdom needs to kick in there. Eh? Because mm. now I've got a... When I when I use the pulpit, I gotta distance myself from my personal emotions. Amen. Come on. Otherwise, I use the pulpit for my own agenda mm, and mm, not for mm. God's word. Our experience and emotions can never interpret the Bible. It is the Bible that interprets us to come right. Oh, it's profound. I think that's the problem that many of us. Somebody asked me a question when they dropped me at this amazing physiotherapy, PTX. Somebody asked me in that car. Brenton, what do you do when you are in worship or in prayer and, and, and you don't feel anything and you seek that feeling? And as the question was going, I stopped the person right there. I said, listen, yeah, I'm going to be very straight with you. What you're asking me is how do you connect to your self-idolatry? Mm. Because when you come to God, worship, praise, whatever it is, it's not about you to receive, it's about giving to God. Because the Bible said worship in spirit and in truth has never said anything about worshiping with emotions. And that goes for us as pastors from the pulpit. We got to preach the truth. We got to preach the gospel, but we also need to be balanced, like you said, with our agenda. But sometimes with our agenda, it gives a bit of a salt, not sugar, a bit of a salt of the gospel we're speaking about. 
So listen to this very profound. Um, yes, <clears throat> one of my greatest fans, of course, is my mom and my dad. And um, um, my mom just sent me a message. And it's only one sentence, but mm. listen to how profound it is. She says, forgiveness takes you out of a prison. Come on. Huh? That's the, you know, something, um, we Christians, mostly Christians, we make permanent choices on temporary moments. Sure. Permanent, permanent choices on a temporary moment. If someone has done wrong to you, you need to forgive to forget. If you forgive to remember, you have never really forgiven. How can you say that? How can you say that? What is so? The Bible says so. When God forgave you, He forgot about it. If anybody comes to you, or even the devil comes to you and is like, Yeah, remember Dwayne, you did this. Or somebody says to you, Yeah, my Dwayne, Jai Su and whatever. God is going to say immediately, Wow, what are you talking about? I've taken it and I threw it in the forgetful river. I don't remember it. Yeah, and then, of course, the scripture of, the scripture of just be careful on how you forgive others because God will use that measurement to forgive you. Oh, oh, and now, oh. now I'm thinking about, yo, we've got 12 minutes left and no praatons eers my I just thought about a, a name for our program. Yeah. Anyway, um, um, just think about this for a second, okay? We, one person sins against us, yeah. okay? We refuse to forgive that person, mm. but in our daily lives, we are still flesh. Totally. And in our day-to-day, the stuff we do, the things we think about, the way we talk, we perhaps make ourselves guilty of sinning. Okay? Mm. That evening, when our subconscious catches up with us and we say, Oh, Lord, Lord, I messed up today. Lord, I messed up today. And you say, God, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Imagine the reply and imagine the voice could come into the room at that point and say, Hold on. Hmm. You want me to forgive you for the stuff you did wrong, but you refuse to forgive Dwayne. Hey, no. Huh? Come on. Hij is a pak. Daar is a groot pak slaaf, maar dat is a pak slaaf in my oog. Yo. That is the conviction of the Holy Spirit we must get. So anyway, uh. what I think we should do is, I think we should call this program Table Talk. Ah, no? <laughs> Table Talk, yeah. And then what we do with Table Talk is, the next time we are on air, we mm. invite a panel. Depending on depending on our topic, yeah. and what I'll do in the meantime is I'll put a, a, a extra set of mics in here, a mm. wireless mic, yeah. and then we have three, four other people joining us, and then we literally table talk around the topic. We just talk, and we hoi the mic around, and and we actually table talk. How cool would that, that be? Be in the moment. I love it. Brilliant. Table talk, Poppy. Table talk. It really sounds good to me. Mm. Okay, well anyway, we've got uh, just about five minutes left and um, I wanted to touch on drugs but I'm not going to go there right now um, simply because the topic is just too broad, it's just too big. Um, I can say this and it basically boils down to exactly what Brenton said to his Uber driver this morning and I will just confirm, you, you actually confirmation to what I feel. Mm. Um, I currently have got, got, I currently have someone, um, I want to just, try and protect the specific situation mm. but i'm currently involved with someone that is in a rehab and and this the, the someone's been in rehab for a couple of months now got a mm. weekend pass tested positive over a weekend 
um, on, on alcohol and on cats again, and this person went back and the whole process has got to start again. This process doesn't only randomly start again, it's a financial process that mm. starts all over again. It's thousands and thousands every month. And, 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 and my view, when, when I spoke to the specific someone's family and to their close relatives, I said, listen, this is going to be around the same mountain for the rest of your life. This is going to be thousands and thousands and thousands every single year, and you're going to continue to run around this mountain. Whether, whether you like it or not, um, you, you're going to continue to run around of this mountain. And then the person said, but what do you mean? How can you say that? I said, well, if this person does not meet Jesus, the best rehab in the world can't fix this person. I will testify that. Can I say something on that? Please do. Once a farmer plants a seed, he never go back to the seed to go look at it. You always water it. Say again? Once a farmer plants a seed deep down in the ground, he never goes back and look at the seed. He just keeps watering the seed. Explain for me, please. God has put me in such a deep place. No one could come and take that seed out. And because when I realized the depth and darkness that I was in, light was shining and his name was Jesus and he was the only one that could set me free from that soil. And that's how I could grow into a tree that he wants me to be. Sometimes when we need to be in such a deep place, we were going to get that lesson. And I'm speaking on behalf of someone that I also know. You, like I just said earlier on, God gives us grace, the devil also gives us something to take God's grace for granted. If the enemy can't slow you down, he will speed you up and you think it's God's acceleration when it's not. We need to be careful on that. Yeah, and this is then where the Afrikaans thing from now on comes. Be careful that you're not busy with things from God, but you don't come to God from the things out. Huh? Ek rechtvaardig my bezig lewe, want ek is toch bezig met die Heerese lewe. Jy kan bezig wees om vir die Heere te werk om vir beide Heere lewe. Jy moet bezig raak met die God van die dinge. Busy actually stands for as B-U-S-Y and we almost done B-U-S-Y Be under Satan's yoke and that's what Satan is doing with a lot of people. Yeah, that's also it's ironic because it's a colored guy that actually said this but I can't use the slang. Jy moet het eindelijk sê. Maar jy sê as die duivel nie op jou briekperel kan trap nie, dan trap hy op jou petrol. Huh? <laughs> That's true. But it's, it's, That's true because if you don't find time during the day, you're not going to prioritize God as well. Amen. 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 Is it amen? Okay, nevertheless, guys, we've got three minutes left. And if this is the start of our chat, then I'm very, very excited for, mm. for, 20, um, for 2023. Um, and... I almost in my spirit feel more motivated to do more table talks with, with, with discussions. Um, and I think perhaps I, I, I want to go pray about this. Yes. But if, but if God allows, um, I would still like to have a private one-on-one show with you, but mm. maybe perhaps add another slot once a month yeah. where we table talk. That unfortunately means you'll have to be here twice a month. I'm excited, but I'm sure you don't mind that. I don't mind. But I think we should. But I do think we should. We should activate our. We should pray about who's going to join Table Talk. Yes, and um, we should pray what guests we invite and what our topics are on Table Talk for that evening, yes. um, because if we can do a Table Talk, um, 
and we can talk about these various topics and we can have a panel of guests, yeah, and perhaps a panel of specialists. And and we do these things, why not? Why not? That's very profound, very unique. Yeah. Yeah. But but we should pray about it because I think our panel will will differ from week to week mm. depending on the topic. Yeah. Okay, myself and you, let's pray about it. Let's sit around a cup of coffee and then let's brainstorm this. Yes. Um, and then we can take it from there. I look forward to it. So I look forward to 2023 mm. um, because all of a sudden we are starting a series of shows where we actually talk about the gospel. Amen. When we talk about what's needed. All right. Well, nevertheless, um, we'll give you those details as we go along. I can tell you this, that uh, two guests that's once again confirmed for 2023 is, of course, every second Monday of the month. Francho Boys from Who's It Salma Living. Uh, and we travel with him around the country as he goes to minister wherever he goes. And then, of course, every last Monday of the month, we continue. Myself and Reverend Paul Coupe will continue with Kingdom Legislation. And I'm excited about this year. Paul Coupe is on a mission, and um, she's going to kick down doors in Parliament this year and I'm very excited about that. So please remember to stay tuned. Brenton, you've yes. got 30 seconds. Mm. 30 seconds to pray okay. for whoever's listening with us. And then myself and Brenton and DeHandre von Rensburg, our barista for the evening, will be greeting you guys until next week, same time, same place. My brother from another <coughs> mother, but once my mom. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your presence. Lord, thank you for this opportunity and this door that you are opening up to testify and glorify your name, Father. Father, I pray for every single listener, everyone that's facing giants, in the name of Jesus, as David said, I come with the name of the Lord. May all their giants fall in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we want to honor you with our lifestyle for your kingdom. Father, we love you, we worship you, and we give you all the glory for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.